like this has been a really weird time in the stock market. And I read a few weeks ago an article at CNN that posed the question, you know, is the stock market broken? And it was basically trying to reconcile like the the V-shaped curve that we're seeing in stocks with the economy still struggling. So what like what do you think about that 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 question? Uh, I think it's a question that everyone uh, is thinking about right now because the economy reality versus what the stock market performance is doesn't uh, match up together well. Uh, <clears throat> I think everyone is concerned that the market is, I mean, the economy is down, unemployment, uh, business is down. Um, and we have been in a lockdown for the last five to six months now, and the market just kind of rebounded. Oh, no, like since March, like 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 three months, three and a half. Oh, three months, yeah. It, it seems like, like longer. It seems like it's. It seems months. like it's been forever. <laughs> it's yeah. I don't even know if it's Saturday or Sunday. Sometimes nowadays, yeah. it's like well, it's, yeah, it's, it's Thursday. Hot. It's Thursday, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, people are like, say, hey, uh, let's meet on a weekend. I'm like, uh, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, what, what are your thoughts on the markets right now? Do you think well, it's rational? It's do I think it's rational? Uh, I mean, this. I feel like this is the bull market that everybody hates. Except for Robinhood traders, yeah, they're the ones making money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you have like you have all these people who who can't gamble, you can't go to casinos, so they're just gambling in the stock market. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, and there's companies with zero revenue like DraftKings, which is a gambling. I mean, wait, was it, they have zero revenue. Well, pretty much zero, almost. Well, not zero, but no profitability. Okay, no profitability. And, yeah, and it's, it's a billion-dollar company that doesn't. I mean, the future might be bright for them, but uh, if we're kind of looking at future forecast plus uh, their profitability, a lot of companies. A lot of companies' valuation doesn't make sense. Right so now. I heard an interesting stat. Um, one, there are currently 100 companies that are not profitable, that are, have a market cap of over a billion dollars. So there are 100 billion dollar companies that are currently not profitable. Uh, that's crazy. I think I, like, that's just crazy to me. Yeah, I think Hertz has, it was, uh, I believe, over $15 billion of debt, or $20 billion of debt, and it has zero profitability, <laughs> and it's worth $240 million right now. Oh, my gosh. No. Yesterday, what, they went up 60% because of, some investment banking firm saying that someone's going to buy off their used cars like CarMax mm. was going to buy it apparently sure or Vroom that's crazy wait are they really levered that much yeah that's like a, a hundred times 
20 billion to 200 million? Well, they're, they have about uh, supposedly a billion dollars in uh, assets. Oh, oh, well, okay. But it, <laughs> That's fine, then. <laughs> But I don't know if those assets are worth anything. A uh, billion dollars. That's that's fine. Yeah, yeah. That's that's more than enough to keep them afloat. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it is interesting. I mean, you know, it seems like um, the ability to stay solvent and uh, the ability to have enough working capital and have enough um, liquidity is 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 actually uh, look being looked very favorably upon on, on Wall Street. So all these companies like Hertz that are getting to debt, also cruise lines. Every time there's an article about a cruise line or, or like an airline that um, has incurred more debt, the stock goes up. Yeah, any news up. pretty much, anything that breathes. <laughs> well, well I, I think the reason is a little more specific. It's, I think it's because like, you know, for those industries, investors are worried that uh, they're not going to they're, they're not going to have liquidity. They can't pay off their their um, you know uh, the capital expenditures the next year, um, and so the risk is binary. So like if they're able to survive the next you know twelve to sixteen months, then they can survive forever. Yeah. I guess that's what, that's what I think that's that's what I think investors are betting on. Yeah, they're they're betting on the leverage to keep these company alive until yeah. we can at least recover. Yes. Yes. That's but, correct. Yeah. But then the, the, the follow-up question would be if they do, let's say survive, uh, eventually those debt has to be paid off in the future. And with the new cash flow that they make, would that be enough to even that's... sustain them into then? Well, that's exactly why Warren Buffett sold all his airline stocks. Yeah, and that's, that's why he that's missed the, out on a hundred percent return. And that's why, <laughs> and that's why he missed out on a <laughs> Yeah, but who knows? He might be the winner of this in like four years. Yeah, but no, that's you're right. That's exactly what Warren Buffett was like. I I'm not doing this. I don't want to take. I don't take that that risk. But of course, everyone else is like, I'll take that risk. And then all the airline stocks went up like literally like a week later. Yeah, they did. Literally yeah. a week later they after did. that. Stock crazy. Bottom. So <clears throat> you were uh, looking at like the stock market and you see that it's going up and you also see that, you know, there's a large portion of the S&P 500 that contributes to that yes. uh, performance. Yes. Yes, yeah, so there are five companies um, in the SP 500, and I think three of them are trillion-dollar company. So the five companies are uh, Microsoft, Amazon, Apple, Facebook, and um, Google. Yep. And I think three of them are worth a trillion dollars. I think Google's... four of them are worth a trillion dollars. Oh, Google is now? Okay. Is it? Uh, it's a, it's a, it's, yeah, it's, it's probably there. there. It's there. Yeah, it's there. Um, yeah, and those five stop. Those five companies, like the um, uh, um, um, pharma stocks, they comprise twenty percent of the S and P. Yep. And and that's 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 larger. So their combined market cap is larger than the combined market cap of the bottom three hundred fifty companies of the S and P five hundred. 
Yeah, that's sort of like uh, if crazy. someone is gonna talk about how uh, the economy is doing in like, uh, let's say North Korea, and you took the top one percent richest yeah. people yeah. like Kim Hong Young, <laughs> that's and correct. say that's the economy yeah. of North Korea, yeah. then we're missing a big that's reality exactly. of what that's North so Korea funny. economy is. That's exactly that's so funny. That's exactly correct. Right. So what happened was like in the month of um, 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 April, those five companies really led the led the resurgence of the S&P 500. And so because they have such a large weight in that index, they, they drag the performance of the, of the smaller stocks along with them. So people look at, let's see, what is the S&P return in, in April? Um, like 13%. So look at that 13% return in April. And they're like, wow, that's, that's really good. The economy is doing well. <laughs> it's mostly made up of those five stocks. Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, which, uh, I would say it's a little bit rational because there are tech companies that are, yeah, they're asset light, and so they're yep. not like, yes, you know, yes. old moving companies like Sears and Jay Z Pennies that are stuck. Oh, they're all kind of digital. Yes, you're correct. It, it yeah, it, it made sense that those companies, um, would go up because you know they provide products and services that allow us to kind of, you know, thrive or at least um, live comfortably in, a, in like a pandemic world. Right. Right. So right. Like, like remote kind of like uh, yeah, capabilities. Can, yeah. 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 Remote capabilities, you know, working from home, um, ordering food from your couch, whatever, yeah. doing whatever you want from your, from your bed or yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, then we had this crazy rebound in the last month of a bunch of, uh, I would say, leisure, recreational type of stocks, airline cruises, uh, RVs, malls as well. They all went up. I think it, on average, it was like 80, 100% gains. Talking about the month of, of, of May, right? Those stocks. Right. Yeah. 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 So that 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 also makes kind of sense because I think May May we were kind of like hopeful that you know we were kind of exiting out of quarantine life. Uh, there were a lot of companies, including um, Moderna, that um, were very bullish on their uh, on having a vaccine. Yeah. And then. Yeah. Yeah. The vaccine uh, kind of uh, kind of gave everyone hope that we'll yeah. be back to normal. Yeah, and those companies that you mentioned, um, the leisure lifestyle, those are ones that we need to feel comfortable being together in like a, a crowded space. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We also there was a I think there was over one hundred uh, vaccines. And development oh, currently wow, all over the world. Yeah. That's crazy. And so, and then we have at least like five of them coming out within the next six months to a year. Mm -hmm. um, but but it's, it's interesting because uh, one of the, those companies, the, the popular one, um, the one that everyone is buying, 
starts with the M. Moderna. I just yeah, Moderna. Yeah, they haven't have any uh, <laughs> results yet in terms of how effective their vaccines are, but it's just gonna. Apparently, they already team up with some distributor to create this vaccine. So it's kind of like a binary situation if it's going to work or not. Yeah. Well, like you said, like, you know, there's so many biotechs doing this and so many governments doing this that the odds of one of them being successful soon is pretty high. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I do have an idea. I have like a, like an overall thesis of of like why I think the stock market has been doing so well in in you know April, May, and June, even though April was like one of the worst months ever for like you know real people. Yeah. Um, and my th- and tell me what you think of this thesis. Um, it's that the opportunity cost of not being the stock market is very high. Um, Basically, like bonds are so expensive right now and yields are so low. So um, investors, you know, investors who want to generate like a decent return kind of have to be invested in stocks because bonds are just not an adequate investment right now. Yeah, I don't think anything is. I think that's, I think, I think that's the reason. And the second reason is that, um, a lot of people feel like they have FOMO from missing out on the rally in 2009. Yeah. A lot of them. <laughs> so there's a, lot everyone's of, memory. there's a lot of people that, you know, that, that seen, saw the market crash, uh, you know, 10 years ago and then saw the greatest bull run ever in the history of the stock market. And they're yeah. like, Oh, I, uh, if I could turn back the clock, you know, I would, I would be invested. And now they have that opportunity and they're like, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to let this go. So you, I think for like, so for me, I think stocks are so hot right now because of the psychology behind not missing out. And also there's just no better investment, but there's no better other opportunity right now. Right. Bond, one, bonds are so expensive. Right. One is the numeric return and then the other one is the behavioral yeah. uh, situation. Yeah, that, that's actually a good uh, theory uh, because every person that I've talked to about the stock market, including my own brother, <laughs> is uh, pretty much buying stocks because it's so cheap, you know, uh, regardless of what fundamentals it has. Mm. And then uh, the other part to it is, uh, if you do have money to invest, you either can put it in real estate. That's the best alternative, but it's not that liquid. Um, so yeah, I really like that idea. Uh, why the market is up. Real estate. And yeah. then the follow-up question would be, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, when will, the water run out when it will, mm. will dry out <laughs> mm. that's a great question <laughs> you know unemployment is going to that's end july question. 31st so the, that's one of the key 
days that I'm going to follow. Okay. And then Congress uh, just recently passed another kind of like bailout unemployment money, but it's probably not going to get passed by the Senate. <clears throat> so with that, uh, in 12 months, you still need employment, even if they can pass that bill, we'll, we'll be st stuck without employment. But let's say best case scenario, we do get a vaccine in six months. Uh, do you think things will return back to normal where it can validate the market valuation? Um, can it return back to question? Can we return back to March, 2020? It's a good question. Um, I don't know. Um, like that would be the best V recovery in the history of the world. Yeah, yeah it really, it really would be. Um, I, I did like what you said. You said something about the, uh, the unemployment payments being kind of like stopped in July 31st. Yeah. Right. And that, and, um, I forget where I, heard, I read this, but, um, or maybe it was just like, um, anecdotal evidence yeah. that people were using, um, their like un either their un unemployment payments or, um, God, what's that? Or the stimulus PPP, check the stimulus or, the, or stimulus check. check. They're using those, they're using that money to put in the stock market. And so when that runs out, maybe, maybe there'll be less volatility. Maybe there'll be less, you know, maybe it won't go up as high. Uh, yeah, I think I, I haven't looked into if there, if many of those retail investors have margin accounts, but if they do have a margin account, a 30% drop would start a quick domino effect hmm. because uh, after a 30% drop on the margin account, it's probably like a 50% drop on their portfolio and everyone's going to receive a mm -hmm. margin call and that's going to wipe everyone out quickly and that could mm -hmm. cause a steep drop. Yeah, in, in that sense, uh, the economy, uh, the people that were on employment, their unemployment checks are higher than their regular yeah, employment for, checks. Yeah, that's true for some for some jobs. Yeah. Yeah, and if you think about that, um, that's like a, another kind of like artificial uh, barrier to the market, and plus. Mm -hmm. Uh, some people aren't paying uh, their rent as well or yeah. their mortgage. Yeah. So where are they using this money? Uh, I'm pretty sure they're not paying off debt. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, so it seems like if you follow the money, it's all flowing into either food or yeah. the stock market. Yeah. No one in going out there to buy more Jordans and <laughs> uh, NBA right. tickets or NFL tickets. That's right. Or traveling. 
it's a good point. Yeah, my money is definitely being re reallocated because a lot of things that we normally spend are just cut off. Um, but I guess to answer your question, you know, when do you think this will end? For me, it depends on on the, on the bond market, and like the Fed has done a really, really, really great job of like propping up the bond market. Yeah, they've been they're, buying they're, bonds. They're buying a lot of debt, um, and so I don't know when that will end. You know, it could be like, it could be a while. Um, it could be like the next year, but. Um, Another thing that I'm also thinking about is that another motive to be invested in stocks is to hedge against inflation. Because like, you know, you have like, what, like four or $5 trillion suddenly injected into the economy. Yeah, at least 3 trillion already. At least a trillion already, <laughs> maybe, maybe up to, you know, five. Um, and then that could, in the next, you know, in the next few years, there, we could see like a kind of like a, a spike in inflation, in the inflation rate. And so like you would want to be invested, you wouldn't want to hold cash during that time. Yeah, that, that's true. Cash is uh, a problem in the future as well. So it's kind of a catch 22. Either you're going to be bit, you're going to be hit by inflation or you're going to be hit by the stock market, by the, by, by the a bear market all of a sudden. Or hit by both of them at the same time. Like that would Venezuela. be, yeah, that would be bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be bad. Which could all things go wrong. It will go all wrong. Yeah. At the same time. So I don't know. I definitely thought about selling my portfolio and then I'm like, what, what else would I do with the cash? You know, it's just, I don't see any other opportunity. Well, you have more cash now than supposedly in the next year, you'll have half of the cash. Mm. Maybe that's, that's the opportunity cost. Maybe. Right. Technically either you lose a lot or you're going to just lose on like the inflation of your money value. Mm. And, you, <clears throat> but you know, um, Going to like just market psychology, uh, it's funny when Warren Buffett says, be fearful when others are greedy and then be greedy when others are fearful. Mm -hmm. so, so people got greedy really quickly after people were fearful, but now everyone is greedy. Mm -hmm. so, you, <laughs> so it's like a quick binary, you should be fearful quickly now. There wasn't yeah. like a transition to really like being fearful and greedy. It's like, it's like night and day. Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah. People got greedy really quickly, but now no one's really being that fearful. I mean, people are being fearful because you're seeing headlines like, is the stock market broken? But that's just headlines. Like no one's really acting upon it. Yeah. It's just the headlines trying to sell a newspaper, but the entire market's pretty bullish. Super bullish. Yeah. You know what's interesting? Um, <clears throat> I remember uh, studying the dot-com bubble, and you know who became one of the richest people in the world out of that? Who? Think of basketball owner. Mark Cuban. Yeah. <clears throat> do you you do you know what his company was? His startup that he sold? No. It was pretty much. The early 
it was an internet company that broadcasts like radio shows and supposedly like media through the internet. Okay. And this was like in 1998, 1999. So we were on, we're using dial up internet to try to watch video online. <laughs> and just to give people kind of like context about that. I remember bootlegging fast and furious on my dial up internet <clears throat> and it took me an entire month and I got about 5% of the video where oh. I could watch the beginning of the race to the ending of the race, you know, that 32nd race they had. And then that was the last clip that I saw for Fast and Furious. So that's how fast the internet was back then. Right. And that, that <clears throat> and so that's with dial up internet in 1999 and 1998. So Mark Cuban sold his company to Yahoo during that time. And Yahoo famously uh, during that time, uh, he, they, they were acquiring a lot of startups that had zero revenue or barely any revenue. So they bought Mark Cuban company in exchange for Yahoo shares. He sold it near the peak of the dot-com bubble. Uh, obviously his company was worthless and <clears throat> uh, he sold it. He, he became like a triple millionaire and then eventually a billionaire, but nice. the opportunity cost for some people, wow. it, it's funny that Mark Cuban is telling people to get out of the stock market even though he was one of the people that were luck were luckily blessed by the dot com bubble to enhance his wealth. Without it, he would have just been maybe a staff member at the Mavericks now. But everyone else during that time, uh, when he was talking about his story, said that, you know, he made a lot of money, but six months after that, the market went up another all-time high. And they're like, well, <laughs> look, Mark Cuban, you lost out on all this opportunity cost. Right, right. He's like, oh, well, I'm good. At least I'm still very wealthy. I don't need to be that much uh, richer. And yeah, then after that, the market tanked and, you know, he came, he was a true winner in that situation. And I think for people that are, especially for myself, when I'm looking at the stock market right now, it's obviously nowhere near the dot-com bubble, you know, because price to earnings during that time on average was about like 40 to 50. You know, that's crazy. We're at 22 right now, so. Oh, that's nothing. <laughs> that's like, nothing. like a little baby compared to the dot-com bubble valuation. But, uh, Saying that so, um, you still have to be careful uh, if the market does crash because if you're using all of your cash to buy in the stock market and the market does crash, then you don't have an opportunity to dip in again. You're kind of like stuck waiting and hoping for the return. That's correct. So what are you doing uh, to kind of like mitigate the stock market 
risks for yourself. That's a good point. That's correct. Um, well, what I, what I had did a few, uh, a couple months ago in April was put on some shorts in my portfolio. Those have obviously backfired. I'm probably going to lose money from, from, um, from those. Um, right now I'm just doing what you said. I'm just kind of like holding off on investing any significant money. Um, just kind of just like, you know, building up cash. Yeah. Um, do you have any friends that are day trading heavily? Uh, I think all my friends are day trading in some way or another. Um, my sister actually had a pretty good idea. She just put her money or a lot of her money in a tips fund. Yeah. So, you know, she, she has that liquidity of cash, but she's also earning a little, a little, a little tiny interest while, while she waits. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I might do that. It's a good idea. Um, my, I would say strategy to help mitigate that risk is, uh, sell calls weekly. Mm -hmm. Those are manual. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, covered, covered calls. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So cover calls, uh, that, you know, won't hit the strike price and it's a small little profit. You don't have to be greedy and just enough to get like a yield, you know, some side income. Okay. Yeah. And, and the market is volatile and it's bullish. So calls are at a good premium as well. So that's a good, good point. And do you, you sell puts too? Yeah. And then I sell puts, uh, way below, uh, the market price <laughs> because you never know how much of the stock market can drop. Right. You know, I remember one time I sold a put on a company that was like 20 something percent below and bad news came out randomly on the worst time for me. And so, and, and I had a long, uh, what you call it? Uh, put on it. So it wasn't mm. like it was going to expire in like a few days. So mm. I just learned to do like shorter puts and shorter calls. Oh, interesting. Days. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that idea of, of, um, selling cover calls and selling puts while, while you wait. I mean, you might as well, you might as well earn something. I like that. You have, uh, I really like think of selling puts. I mean, you might as well like earn something while, while your cash sits there, you know, and if your put does hit then great. Yeah. You want to sell your puts at a price where, you know, for sure you're, you want to own it for like the next five years because the market might not recover. That's really that good quickly. advice. Yeah. That's really good advice. My, my fear isn't necessarily um, like a, a major market dip or, or a bear market. My fear is that we'll see, mediocre returns like of like five percent let's just say for the next like five years like that that's my fear you know and possibly uh it's also good to look at companies with a lot of cash that you and buy those stocks uh aka warren buffett <laughs> you know he'll be he's sort of like a good uh counterbalance to what the stock market is going to do since mm. he has a lot of his money park. Mm. So if the market does hit tank, he's the one with all the 
cash pot of money to buy whatever he wants during that time. Oh, that's that's smart. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me personally, if the market crashed like it did in 2008, I'm going to sell one of my houses (laughs) (laughs) or at least like take out a refinance immediately. Like I have all my documents ready. I just need to press a button and be like, get me my refinance immediately. (laughs) Yeah. And then, then I will buy the market for sure. That's exactly what happened in March. That's exactly what everyone, that's every, that was everyone's attitude in um the month of of, of april when, yeah. when, when the market crashed in march everyone was like oh my gosh this is my chance to finally get rich and then they all bought stocks but you know what that crash was a a small crash it wasn't like a 2008 crash no it was no it was a big crash no it was it no. only went back to uh no. what 2000 crash 30, no, no 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 it crashed 30 percent in in two months in february march sp 500 went down about 20%. Small caps fund went down over 30%. No, that's right. 500. The lows were about 30%. The lows were about 30%. Right. But um, it was still, so it, it dropped down to like the 3000 level, right? I, I don't know the, the, I just know percentages. I don't know. I, I mean, I mean that 3000, uh, 2300 level. Oh yeah. 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 That's right. And so, the last time we were at 2300 was 2017. Um, yeah, but I'm just talking about rel- relatively. Oh, speaking. right, 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 right. Like, well, I- I'm like, talking about like total valuation of the market. Like you see, you see the, like, you know, once, once the market hit like 34%, uh, like negative, I was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> it's, 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 it's low. Yeah. You know? My thing is, I'm waiting for like a 50% crash at least. Oh, I don't know if that will happen. Yeah, meaning like I'm waiting for a 2008 thing. <laughs> I don't know if that will happen. I don't know if that, uh, yeah. I don't know if that will happen though. Uh, I don't know, man. The whole world is going crazy. Everyone mm. has like designer like cash mach- machines They're printing out their own money like it's a monopoly game. Mm. You know, and fortunately for the United States, when we issue out debt, that's the same currency we are printing in. Mm. So if you're like mm-hmm. in Brazil, the reason why there's a lot of inflation problem is that you're paying back this money in USD, not Venezuelan dollars. That's why, that's why a lot of emerging markets are going to suffer. Yeah. These next few years. Yeah, they're going to suffer they're going to have to pay back their debt in us dollars yeah yeah that's and correct. that's why china and russia is trying to team up <laughs> to have their own currency power wow yeah it's definitely going to be a difficult time to be an emerging market investor or emerging market government that's interesting hmm. uh, um so do you, do you want do you have any final thoughts or do you want to yeah, so my my final thoughts are: Do you think the market in the next six months will continue to go up, short term? Uh, I have no idea. No idea. I have no idea. Is it is it fifty fifty or is it just sixty forty? Uh, I mean, if I gun to my head, I'd say it's gonna go up. But yeah, gun to your head. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Let's say you put a gun to every Robin Hood investor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gun to my head, it's gonna go up. But who? Psychologically, how do you feel? Because that's how the market is right now. Psychologically, I mean, it's 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 tricky because what else am I gonna do with 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 the money? I mean, I could hold it in cash, or I could buy bonds, or I could try to buy real estate, but the real estate isn't really available for a lot of people. Yep. Um, it's a kind of like a, everything's kind of, you're kind of just between a rock and a hard place. Uh, to answer the original question, is the stock market broken? Yes, but so is the entire economy. So it's both because the entire economy is broken. So it's probably the least broken thing in an already broken system. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most reasonable logical. Like, yeah. <laughs> like to me the the bond market is more broken because the feds are buying um junk bonds. You know, they're basically propping up more risky debt. Yeah. And it's kind of throwing everything into whack. It's encouraging people to take more risk, which is exactly what they're doing. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Are you how do you see yourself? How do you see yourself in your portfolio positions for the next six months to a year? I'm trying to think of it as, uh, let's say, my brother or a friend that doesn't have anything else to do with their money besides food mm. nowadays. Right? You're not going to travel or buy much of anything. So if I'm trying to park my money and the stock market is up and people are kind of feeling bullish, then I think it's going to continue going up into there's a real reason why the stock market is going down. And that could be something in the news about a domino effect that a large corporation couldn't pay their debt and it caused like a domino effect. Hmm. But I, I don't see anything like that kind of like happening. You know, there's hmm. like no, like all the banks are financially healthy. That's the most amazing thing ever. Right. So I'm using that as kind of like my baseline on how the economy is going to recover because as long as the banks are healthy, they have liquidity to lend out money. That's interesting. And so it's all about do people have opportunities to provide a product or service? And I'm not a fortune teller and I can't understand the macro economy, but based on that principle of just business opportunity and bank, the banking financial system, I think the stock market is broken based on the current situation, but based on kind of like the opportunities that might be available down the line, I think it's more currently more positive and instead of more negative until we have a, real reason why the stock market should go down yeah so and, it's, and it's, it's a hold bull it's a hold it's a hold bullish <laughs> i'm holding and, bullish yeah and and, and and you said something i think that's interesting which is that we're better positioned today um like our financial system and our bank banking system is better positioned today um than it was 10 years ago yeah, I think that pretty much saved us because yeah. if we didn't have that, oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh yeah, we'd be be terrible. Yeah. Yeah. 
um, this is a good, I think it's a good spot to end yeah, it. What it's good. Yeah. All right, cool. Thank you. Thank you.